All right. Uh, how are you doing? Um, very well. I mean, uh, it's of no interest, I'm sure, to anyone listening to this, but um, new job is going great. Uh, uh, won't talk about it here, but uh, obviously <laughs> I've been quite focused on it, where it is a new job and it is very busy. Um, uh, yeah, so uh, that's that's been great. Um, and uh, I've managed to fit some gaming in, as you I forget if we chatted lately, but uh, not really. No. Uh, it's, it's so, so for anyone listening at home, uh, this is actually like the first time in almost a month that we've <laughs> recorded. We've we've yeah. talked briefly, but yeah, we uh, Matt had some training he had to do for his job, so he was away for a while. So uh, we recorded a bunch of stuff in advance, and uh, yeah, so Easter was the last time we talked. Easter. Wow, that was a long time ago. <laughs> So I should be saying like, oh, I beat this game and this happened and this was so awesome. Um, I have been busy, but uh, I did manage to finish um, Hotel Dusk, which was great. Yeah. Uh, nice. I've, I've, uh, it's, it's easier to. I mean, I've been playing games in the shuttle, so uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going through my library of uh, uh, DS games. Have you played the Contra game on DS? No. It's utterly impossible. My God, that's my great discovery this time. Isn't that like Contra in general? I find they're getting harder. Like Contra One, <laughs> I can beat. You know, I I might die a few times or whatever, but I can beat it. Con- like Super Contra, Super C. A lot of people are like, "Oh, that game is so hard." That that one, maybe just because I owned it when I was little, but I I'm sure I'll die if I play it. But I can, I could probably beat it without dying. Maybe on some yeah. of the harder bosses, I could die. That one's okay. Super Nintendo, really, really, really hard. Like on hard mode, but I have beaten that with a friend and two players on hard mode. The boss is insane. The last level is insane. But after like hours, I've beaten it. This game, I have zero confidence I could ever beat it. Huh. Uh, no. Uh, so I, I've played the original one, and I remember mm. that you know there is the Contra code for it, but I don't even think I ever bothered to play it long enough to bother with the Contra code. So. <laughs> Really, I, to me, so there's very few two-player cooperative yeah. NES games that are like just they really knock it out of the park. And I think that's like, I mean, you could play Contra now and be like, mm, what's the big deal? But I think that was really a selling point, or at least for me. I mean, it was just a fun game to just pop in and go. So, yeah, that's another reason I think <laughs> playing it on DS is kind of like. Mm. You know, maybe if I was, if I had a group of friends and we were huddled around a TV screen, screaming at each other every time a you know we got killed or something. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that was kind of it was it wasn't really on my list, but I thought you know I might as well maybe this will be like a quick game I could kind of beat. Yeah. Um, so I'll play this one and uh, yeah, I don't think it's gonna happen. <laughs> How have you been? Uh, you're sick now, I think. Yeah, yeah. My my voice might be coming through just a little bit more bassy than normal, but. Uh, yeah. uh, so if I end up sneezing into the microphone, I, I apologize in advance. We'll we'll hopefully be able to just seamlessly mute it. Um, yeah, uh, so I I've been busy for the past few weeks. Uh, I mm. bought and built a new computer. Uh, I've been uh, planning curriculum to to teach some Houdini technical direction stuff, scripting. Uh, so I'm gonna start recording that pretty soon. Um, Staying busy. Yeah, uh, I finished reading the uh, Untold History of Japanese Game Developers Volume One today. Okay, I thought uh, you had decided you did not like it and had put it down. No, I put it down because uh, I got to it. Uh, I didn't like it at first, uh, but I put it down because I got to a chapter where they warned right at the start that there was going to be spoilers for um, Suikoden Two. 
<laughs> and and I was like in the middle of playing that, so I was like, okay, well, <laughs> I'm just <laughs> not gonna read the spoilers for now. I'm gonna wait till I finish the game, which I did. Um, Excellent. So yeah, once I finished the game, I was like, okay, time to finish reading the book. Um, so yeah, been uh, busy reading during my commutes, and then uh, uh, finished Sukiden Two, and then uh, my my parents came to visit me for uh, my birthday. So oh wow, uh, my dad uh, he's basically played Duck Hunt, which he hated uh, <laughs> as soon as, <laughs> as soon as you miss shooting a bird, the the dog laughs at you, and he basically. Wanted to shoot the dog, and when he couldn't, he's, he like <laughs> refused to ever play a video game again. Basically, oh wow! <laughs> of all games that would do it for you, that's <laughs> wow. Yeah. You should play Contra Four. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, he basically played uh, Duck Hunt and probably Mario, and didn't like either of them. And then he did play Panzer Commander, which was that's a funny. PC game. Uh, but he's basically played no video games in his life, but I, I managed to convince them to play Stanley Parable while they were here. <laughs> okay, wow. So, uh, Stanley Parable is, I, I believe, the first game that my dad has ever played start to finish. So, and he finished it? Yeah. Well, really? It's, it's, I mean, there's multiple endings, and we didn't get all of them, but he, he got the first ending and then like the next couple endings as well. Jeez, was this like a... like? You guys are all playing it together, or was this yeah. like a dad? I'm going to bed, you know. No, this was. Uh, off they, they came over the first night, and and I showed my mom the uh, the Famicom Mini, and we played a little bit of Mario Three, and uh, then the the next day that they were here, I was like, okay, uh, I bet out of all of the games that I own and have never played, there's got to be one here that I could convince my parents to play. And <laughs> I decided that was th- that was going to be it. And uh, it went over well. They they got a kick out of it. They were laughing at all the narration. Yeah, um, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I, I guess that's uh, uh, I guess a perk of um, now that you have a bigger place. Or, or maybe it's a, maybe this is a bad thing. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, you can have parental visits and guests and such. Yeah, 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 I mean... Uh, People yeah. over for game night? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was actually starting to realize that because, you know, we, we were all doing that while the kid was asleep and, and making noise, and it, it didn't end up being disruptive at all. And, and in fact, uh, he did wake up crying at one point, so I went to go uh, console him, and I realized while I was in there and everyone else was playing Stanley Parable that I just I couldn't hear anyone else at all. Nice. Uh, the, the the soundproofing and and whatnot is is good enough that uh, I don't know. So I I feel confident now that uh, I've been going over to a buddy's place and and playing video games typically every Wednesday, um, and and so we we played start to finish Mario three <laughs> on my Famicom <laughs> Mini, um, but I you know maybe uh, now that I realize that we can make a little bit of noise, uh, might have to start having people over and doing board game nights or something here yeah awesome awesome wow uh, well i'm i'm glad i don't know your situation's at least better than it was in san francisco yeah <laughs> well i mean we we had around 300 square feet or or less there so <laughs> how is that legal like i don't even you, you so you have told me multiple times that you had yeah. less space than i had which i believe you i do believe you I, yeah I, san francisco i know is crazy but like going off my own experience in vancouver with that little tiny box we lived in yeah I mean, if you had the like, we had a Murphy bed. <clears throat> if you had yeah. the Mur- if you had the bed down, and like anything in terms of furniture, 
Yeah. You were hopping you know, over things. You know, it, we probably had about the same amount of space. It's hmm. just, you know, you're, you had more floor space because of the Murphy bed. Right, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I th- I think it, we probably had less, it felt like less space just because Andrew and I both have computer desks. That would uh, probably do it. Like I had, so, I had this tiny little Ikea yeah. pseudo desk that I kind of shoved into the side and I sat on the Murphy bed and my yeah. laptop kind of fit there. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah. it was funny now to look back on it because I mean, we were, we were on the 17th floor, which is not yeah. the highest in the world, but it just kind of had this, you know, nice night view or whatever. So I could sit in the bed and work on stuff and, and you know, the city sounds outside were, were kind of nice. Right. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Times of your life. Right? Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it was it was essentially one room, so there was no hope of being able to have someone over while the kid sleeps because <laughs> we're all in the same room. Well, uh, do you remember? Um, <laughs> I, again, maybe you guys pulled some similar stuff, but like I had that. Uh, my my place was officially um, um, advertised as a uh, studio, or yeah, a studio plus den, which yeah, is yeah. utter bullshit. If you remember that den, it was yeah. literally a closet. If you remember it, yeah, it was like. I guess a slightly spacious closet, yeah. slightly spacious closet. So I made that my, if you remember, again, that was my work area. So like when yeah. uh, Key would go to sleep and we were like working on the game and stuff, I would literally huddle in there with my laptop and kind of shutter myself in and work on stuff. And it was like literally working in the closet. Yeah. Just crazy. <laughs> yeah. With a kid, you would, yeah, the kid would lose his mind. I mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, insane. you know, there's there's countries in the world where people just grow up with that sort of space, you know. So, yeah. you know, if 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 that's what you're raised with, it's going to seem normal until you go over to a friend's house and they've got a five bedroom or something. <laughs> but, but when you're uh, from Nova Scotia. <clears throat> yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, you and I both grew up in, in a standard house with a, a yard. So, yeah. Uh, you it's, know, I, it's it's hard on us, but no, I mean, we we had a spot cleared that it was intended to be his quote unquote bedroom, which you know was our walk-in closet. Uh, <laughs> but we moved before he ever really got a chance to make use of that. Mm-hmm. Probably for the better. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, cool. I uh, did. I did. I. I don't know if I've told my uh, my parental uh, game uh, story. Have I? Uh, maybe not uh, on the podcast. You, you sure. may need to be more descriptive than that. But <laughs> well, you were talking about how your dad had only pl- ever played one game. Yeah. Or whatever. I, 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 we, did, we did have a podcast where we talked about it briefly, but I don't quite remember. Uh, it's fine. I won't, I won't rehash. Just my, my dad's kind of the same. Uh, leave it at that. Yeah. I, I, I have no faith I'd be, ever be able to get my parents to really play anything. My mom plays Dr. Mario. That's. Yeah, uh, yeah, we we totally had a conversation because both of our moms played Doctor Mario. And, yeah, uh, uh, can you hear a kid screaming? I did hear a kid scream. Yeah, that's the reality of. See, even if you have more, sp- even more space like I do, <laughs> it's it's not that uh, wonderful. Yeah, wonderfully soundproof. Uh, yeah. Hey. Uh, so, uh, like I said, I did I did buy a, a new computer. I've decided. Uh, I've I've finally bought into the hype, I guess. Uh, <laughs> or, or I don't know. I don't know what's convinced me because uh, I feel like I haven't really been paying attention to articles about VR and stuff. But um, I don't know. I for some reason got it in my head that I, I want to start playing around with VR. It's like I guess what did it is I I had started to watch a bunch of GDC videos. Mm. I was doing the, that actually. I was listening to I was listening to GDC videos yeah. while driving. 
But I had free yeah. data. I don't now. So. <clears throat> well, so because I do visual effects for a living, it's I don't know. I've been watching a bunch of videos from GDC for the past couple of years, and it, they were talking about there was like one or two videos where they were talking specifically about doing visual effects for VR, and and I mm. guess it's it's a lot of uh, memory restrictions and, and stuff like just trying to get stuff to happen in real time. It's, it's, it's a hard enough to do that. And that's part of the reason I enjoy having switched to games from film is just the, the challenge of making stuff efficient. Hmm. And it seems like it's just that much worse for games. Cause it's like uh, for VR, because you know, when I was on uh, gears of war four, we were doing multiplayer split screen and we were aiming for 60 frames per second. Uh, so we, ha we had to optimize quite a bit, but mm. when you're doing it for VR, effectively it's split screen. You, you've got to render things twice, once for each eye. But yep. if you want to prevent people from getting motion sickness and stuff, you've kind of got to crank it up to 90 frames a second. So, mm. so, <laughs> so you're, you're double whammied. Yeah, so it's as I was like listening to these, and it it started to become more interesting to me just from like a technical hmm. point of view of of like the challenge of trying to do it because it's like I don't know. I think that's why I got into visual effects in the first place is just the the interest of having to do problem solving with art. <laughs> well, I was just about to say. I mean, I think VR is the happy crossroads that really appeals to people like us who are kind of like technically creative, right? It's mm. like. I mean, I imagine you're very much like me where we kind of just want to do both of those and they're very, you know, we're, we're mathematically smart, but you want to do something creative. It's not like, yeah. you know, one or the other is not, it doesn't fully uh, scratch that itch maybe. Um, yeah. So I, I totally understand. Uh, I, for me, it's almost, maybe it's almost weird that I'm less interested. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's, yeah. uh, I don't know. I, I feel like. When it comes to this kind of project, maybe I'm I'm too much of a, a lone wolf, or I like to work in small groups or something. But I guess, mm. just like off the top of my head, I feel like VR, like to make something really good in VR, just takes a lot of people. And that might not be true at all, and I might be just assuming that out of nowhere. But I just I feel less confident that I could join a small group or even just work like you know myself or something and make something of quality that I would be happy with. Um, yeah, I don't know. Again, that might be not be true at all. I might just be imagining it, but. That's kind yeah. of my blocker, I think. Yeah. I, Plus, uh, I, I just I, don't have the gear and stuff. So. Yeah. Well, for me, when I was originally coming at it, I, I was thinking of it in terms of, like, what, as a consumer, am I interested in? And I'm not really seeing anything uh, mm. to be... Like, you're talking in terms of games? Yeah. Like, like to, be, to be honest, there's just... I haven't seen anything for VR so far that's been, like, I need to experience this. Hmm. Um, and, and so that's why I had no interest. Um, but you know, I like, I think part of it as well is just having re read through that, uh, untold history of Japanese game developers. Um, you, I can't remember. Have you read that? Yeah. Yeah. I've read it. So it's been a bit, but yeah. But so something that I think is really cool about that is that it's, it, th I, I, so I'm not familiar with the, the majority of the games and, and stuff that's mentioned in there, but it, it's still interesting because they're interviewing people that, that have were getting into the industry in like the late 70s, early 80s and stuff, and they're yep. kind of doing the same thing that I'm describing with VR, where they're, they're just really working with the technical challenges of how do I 
how do I get a sprite to animate? And stuff? <laughs> well, I, I actually found it fascinating because it was, a, uh, for me, reading that, it was a combination of that aspect where it's just like the era that they're working in was just so limited and so whatever. And it was also advancing so quickly, right? Yeah. Um, and it was a mix of that and almost like kind of what you see in like the indie industry today where it's like small groups coming together and just not knowing what the shit they're doing and just building yeah. stuff in this rapidly advancing field. And it was, you know, I mean, that was kind of mainstream then, right? I mean, of course you had big companies, but like there's games I remember playing when I was a kid and you look it up now and it's like the teams that made the games were just like tiny, like uh, River City Ransom. I yeah. mean, Technos, that company, was like working out of a two-bedroom apartment. It was like eight people or something. Like that's yeah, yeah. basically an indie game company, and they made this game that we kind of grew up with that was really quite mainstream, right? So, yeah. reading the book was like, yeah, cool. It was like a, it, it was like being an indie developer back then or something. Yeah. And it's you know it's Japan, so there's that kind of quirky side to it. Um, and I, yeah, I don't know. It was a, it was a fun read. So anyway, sorry. I, I, yeah. Uh, no, but I mean that that goes along with exactly what my point was going to be is that like I'm reading this stuff and it's like th- that world seemed kind of exciting and and you know we were talking a few weeks back about how uh you had gotten involved with the 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 translation of uh Dragon Quest and stuff and it it and it I felt like I missed a lot of that world like I never got into doing uh, ROM hacking really and and uh, obviously I'm too old to have gotten into like <laughs> professional game development in in these early stages when there was like all mm. these technical stuff so uh it seems to me like getting in on VR right now is the closest that we can experience to that cuz it's it it is a new platform and it is yeah. very technically limited right now and it's it's an unexplored realm right now where there's there's just no triple games triple a games for it at all right now like a lot of the stuff that's being made are these kind of like tetrisy type experiences or just like walking simulators and stuff and so i feel like there's a lot of room coming into it right now to just explore and maybe pave new territory pave new ground yeah so yeah. It's it's easy to I don't know I feel like using Unreal Engine and you want to work on an, uh, a a JRPG or something like yeah you're gonna need to start getting a, a huge team but maybe it is realistic to do some simple VR experiences that can be done with just a small team. Awesome. Well, I, it, honestly, it's exciting to me to hear you say that. Like I'm, I wish you the best of luck. I I just think yeah. it's you're right. It is like from that perspective. Uh, quite the you're where you're ah you missed it the first time around but here yeah. you are with perfect timing to jump in for this maybe this industry yeah maybe of course but i mean you know it'd be cool in 20 years to say oh i was there doing this right and it was me who did this thing that was a small team but it took off yeah yeah so i, I don't know it, it seems interesting to me and so i i, I bought you know my laptop I got it into my head that I wanted to do this. My laptop doesn't physically have the capability of doing VR. So uh, in order to even attempt to do VR, I had to buy a new computer. So I, I've done that. Uh, so now you've I, committed. You have to move forward. Well, so, well, sort of. I mean, I haven't actually bought an Oculus or anything yet. So. Well, that was my next question. Which are, is there any particular platform you're interested in? Or? You know, I was looking at it and... Uh, there's, there's a couple of different options. There's, I, I think right now the two main ones are, uh, the, 
uh, Vive or the Oculus, and Vive is uh, popular. Vive yeah. is Vive looks to be better, but Oculus looks to be yeah. more popular. So mm. it's almost to me like the difference of do I want to develop something for Android or do I want to develop <laughs> something for Apple, right? Yeah. And it's like y- the reality is is that Apple is not necessarily a better product, but it's m- more popular. Yeah. Well, S- depends what metric you look at that by, but y- yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Sales of games in the store. Yeah, I think is what we're talking about. Yes, yes. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I I feel like I might. Th- they're they're pretty similar priced, um, and and I don't. The, I think the one advantage that Vive has for it is that it's kind of designed for open spaces. Like if you want to like hmm. have a VR room set up and be able to move around in your space. Right. Um, I don't know that that's what I'm interested in personally. So mm. I don't know that that's a big selling point for me. What uh, I don't know how much you're willing to divulge, but uh, what kind of what is it you're interested in? Uh, you know when I solidified in your mind when I play a video game, uh, I've never been interested in like the the Xbox Connect or the Wii controllers (laughs) and stuff. Like yes, me too. The idea of standing up to do stuff is. It's not why I play a video game. <laughs> Wii Sports, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, if if I want to, like, I I would love to play paintball. In reality, like running around in a field and shooting at people and stuff like that is fun. But I I don't really want to do that with a video game in my house. Hmm. So the to me the idea of having VR, I am completely in favor of having a game where I can still sit in a chair and not really move around and, and experience this stuff. Right, right. Um, so, I don't know. I, I, can, I can understand it making sense in the future, like when, if I've got like a giant omnidirectional treadmill or something that I can <laughs> move around on without bumping into walls and stuff, but it, it, it just doesn't make sense to me to like have a four by four foot area that you can move around in. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably, I don't know. Uh, I feel like optimizing, I I don't know actually, but I would have, I, I just feel like the idea of all these people living in these enormous homes. Yeah. Like, is that something that's still quite out there or is it like increasingly less common? I mean, people are moving to the I, cities. I you think know, it's you have increasingly all these less. Business opportunities in developing countries, which people just have less living space. Like, uh, you know, I, 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 I know in like the 80s you could market anything to like the whatever this family in the suburbs but i just feel like it's i mean maybe i'm full of shit but yeah i i would much prefer to market to a wider uh slice of humanity i guess and that's kind of a a blocker to me yeah so i agree with you so i don't know i've i've a i've a a couple of ideas that i eventually want to try to make in vr but in in the meantime um my my plan is to to make some Houdini specific tutorials and try to earn some money on that to pay off what I've just spent on this computer. <laughs> uh, and and then once I've done that, uh, I don't know, maybe just try making like the Star Trek chess game or something, like just <laughs> just for the sake of like figuring out how to do stuff. Yeah. 
You'll have to learn the rules of the Star Trek chess game, though. Yeah, I, yeah, that's the. Or downside. do you already know them? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I uh, when I was uh, a kid, I had a uh, um, like a but it, it Starlog magazine. Do you remember those? Mm, no. No, oh, it doesn't really matter. But you could. It was just like a Star Trek fan design yeah, yeah. kind of. But you could uh, actually order the 3D chess set. <laughs> And so yeah. they must have developed rules for it. Yeah, there there are totally rules. That I know the people have done it, so mm. that that's why it it seems worth doing to me. Is it, it would be a way for me to not have to do any game design. Right. I could just uh, take some existing rules and and try to try to make it work. Got it. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Maybe that's what I'll get get into or down the road. Cool. 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 <laughs> Very cool, very cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. I wish I had some compliment to that <laughs> that was interesting <laughs> on my side. I mean, I feel uh, – did I tell you my neighbor uh, in – well, growing up in Truro, like, had a Kickstarter where he did a, yeah. a Nintendo game? Yeah, so uh, um, it's actually – I don't know how you measure success, but he's uh, he's doing much better than he expected. It's not an yeah. enormous number by any means that he's uh, gotten, but it's, like, w- over double, I think. Yeah. Uh, of his original target so um i don't know i mean here's this guy i knew growing up he was there for the rom hack stuff with me and uh now he's making nintendo games and it's successful and you know i, I don't know i see that and i think that'd be kind of cool just to hack around on you know some silly little project i always liked yeah. those kind of projects and like emulators like a, on a technical level the idea of building an emulator or just digging in and seeing how they work yeah. you know it's not like a fascinating computer science problem. It's just kind of like, since I'm so interested in these old computers and how they work, just taking my modern, I don't know, technical ability and applying it and learning some things. And it's, it's fun for me. So, um, I feel like if I was to do a project, I don't know, maybe it's silly, but the idea of making a Nintendo game would be kind of fun, which is going backwards compared to your, uh, much more progressive. (laughs) Yeah. um, yeah. Well, uh, no, I mean, it, to me, it makes sense, right? Because there's a lot of challenges, I think, in trying to optimize a VR experience. But I think a lot of that comes from the graphics of, like, how do you make something look nice while still being efficient? But yeah, uh, I think for the most part, the code isn't going to be the issue with that. Whereas mm. what you're talking about, and le- just to flesh this out a little bit more, uh, what Matt's talking about here is uh, his, he's got a, a, f- a friend from back in our uh, hometown, Truro, um, who's, who's currently got a, a Kickstarter going on for Eskimo Bob for the NES. Uh, it's got 23 more days to go at the moment. I'm just looking at the Kickstarter right now. Uh, and so I guess the, the whole idea is he's making a Nintendo game. Like the... Uh, I I can't remember if his intent is to actually print it on a cart. It is, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So the so the idea is to actually print it on a cart, which means, you know, it's it's a fully functional NES game, which so to me from a programming point of view that would be much more interesting cuz you you've really got to make stuff optimized if you're going to do all that cuz you know, the I forget exactly how many kilobytes can fit on a cartridge but i remember specifically that the average jpeg has a larger file size than <laughs> super mario bros did certainly oh yeah, maybe, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like probably any um i, I forget yeah I, I won't quote numbers and make a fool of myself but they're tiny they're tiny yeah. Uh, yeah 
So, so that was actually what I was hoping to to get into to uh, with this it was because we we'd mentioned that the the other day just in passing with that, and uh, I I haven't done much. I haven't really done any homebrew like you were doing. Were you messing around with graphics at all, or were you just doing translation sort of stuff? Yeah, you know, I don't want to exaggerate any of my accomplishments or anything, but I did mess around with that a lot. I never really right. produced anything of, of merit, maybe. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was you could, um, it was quite easy to do, actually. I mean, there's, it would be easy enough to just open a game and hack its, like, uh, sprites and stuff. But then you could also, yeah. if you had a little bit of know-how of how things work, you could change things around and how they work beyond just editing sprites directly um, so so you so yeah, were doing specifically hacking though right like you never actually yeah a little bit you never actually did like any assembly language like programming of your own stuff mm, uh i went through some tutorials <laughs> that's okay. about it no i didn't i didn't like uh yeah nothing like that okay because yeah i mean so i mean i'd played around a little bit with little sound dj which is someone made a homebrew app that you can use on your game boy uh, but that's not at all the the same either. But I, I've I've always found that fascinating. I've I've been kind of interested in doing stuff like that too. Like interesting, yeah. Um, uh, Brian yeah. Pro- Brian Provinciano, who did Retro City Rampage. Like I remember him giving a talk. Either uh, I don't remember if it was at uh the uh, full indie meetup in Vancouver or if it was at gdc or something but i remember him talking one time about how when he started that project it started as a homebrew thing like he he built himself a nintendo dev kit (laughs) and and that started as like a remake of grand theft auto for the nintendo crazy guy man i I believe (laughs) i've seen both as well um the full indie uh thing in vancouver as well as he definitely has a, a gdc video as well right yeah, and but then he yeah. went and ported it like everywhere, like to DOS. I mean, yeah, yeah. geez, wow! Like, <laughs> uh, you know, I I can obsess about Famicom all day and be fascinated at the idea of porting a game to fast Famicom or making it on Famicom to begin with. But yeah. man, I don't know. Like all these porting to all these old systems and doing it yourself, man, crazy guy. Yeah, crazy guy. It, and it's interesting when you start to realize like the the limitations that these different things had, like. Uh, you know file size is one thing but uh i I was reading in that book there that uh like the nes couldn't uh, on those platformer games they couldn't really do scrolling in both directions like you could scroll horizontally (laughs) or you could scroll vertically they needed like special hardware to make it happen in the games that achieved it (laughs) yeah but uh, but then they, they were also mentioning i guess there was Mega Man games that got made for dos and they weren't originally supposed to be Mega Man games. It was just like a, a fan game type thing. And Capcom mm. was like, okay, we'll make this into Mega Man 3. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's the cool. That might be the coolest thing they've actually done. Excellent. So it was apparently a shit game because it wasn't really okay. supposed to be Mega Man. But, mm. you know, because it was on DOS and it was this guy's personal project or whatever, like he actually had levels that scrolled in both directions. <laughs> so it's it's interesting when you when you think of that and and you make that connection it's like oh yeah that's that's why that felt like it did is like <laughs> Mega Man only ever scrolled in the one direction. <laughs> yep, yep. Well, I remember uh Castlevania 3 like everyone yeah. shitting their pants when you could 
there's that part where you're like going up the stairs and it like scrolls in both directions yeah i don't know like it was i, I think uh mario 3 if i remember correctly was the first yeah game mario 3 did it. it yeah and it was like still so rare so like for yeah. another game to like achieve that or like do it it's like whoa this series has finally made the jump to yeah double direction bi-directional scrolling uh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, I always find it fun because, I mean, at the same time, like you're talking about the challenges and so forth, but yeah. it almost like, so two things I could say with that, I guess, is like, in some senses it was easier, right? Like, yeah. I, again, I'm talking out of my ass. I did, I've never built a Nintendo game, but I, you know, you, if you, if you develop for Nintendo, you have guaranteed, um, deterministic hardware that's going like, yeah. to, it's going to start at the same place in the, in the ROM and just go. So yeah. you have a guaranteed, like, it's just so easy to hard code everything and just make it work, right? Yeah. And at the same time, I guess the other thing about those limitations is, like, it just, it defined the look of the system, kind of, right? Yeah. So, uh, you know, I mean, everyone was forced to adapt that style, but at the same time, here we are, 30 years later, kind of nostalgic for it a little mm. bit, right? So, I don't know, it's, it's I guess, a double-edged sword, in a way. Well, yeah, I mean, I, when I say harder, I guess, I mean, it's like, you know if you want something that's like a super Nintendo game, maybe there's some new hacks that you can figure <laughs> out to, to get closer to that. But uh, so it's challenging in, in that it is a, a set of limitations that you have to work within. But yeah, yeah also that is something Peep. that's, that's, that's what's cool about it and fun about it is that you have a limited palette. Yeah. The games, the companies and the games, the companies that built games that pushed the envelope back in the day would be working yeah. like right around that challenge. I feel like a lot of people that go back now and want to like, you know, make some retro style project or whatever. It's like they're obviously not necessarily doing that. Yeah. Um, I think nowadays the challenge, of course, is going to be like tools and stuff. Right. Yeah. I mean, actually, probably. The, yeah. Like I'm sure the to tools are better than ever, kit. but, you know, you don't have the wealth of like like it's not easy to get a dev kit for this stuff or like to you yeah. don't you're not surrounded you're not in a room with like 20 other people that can help you do this stuff it's just we you know the knowledge isn't there in the standard mm. developer anymore or whatever i guess yeah there's uh there's people that are trying to make the knowledge come back at least uh, i've seen on reddit two different people there's one guy that's doing uh PlayStation 1 dev tutorials <laughs> nice. and the, and there's another guy that's doing Game Boy Advance tutorials excellent excellent yeah I always appreciate that a lot mm. I feel like I don't know I, I make too much excuses for myself but I, I just feel like it'd be really it'd be a lot of fun to to put more time into kind of uh, you know taking part in those communities I think yeah I'm always so busy blah 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 which I, I'm getting tired of saying but like I, I just feel like <laughs> maybe I'll retire into that <laughs> be yeah. this like 90 year old like hacking on NES games or something it'd just be awesome I think so hacking on VR <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that old uh, uh VR thing it's kind of yeah. like uh I don't know if you I shouldn't say remember I don't know if you know about like kind of the uh uh 3D movie phase that happened in the in the yeah. 80s but yeah. like right around uh, 83 or whatever, they started experimenting with 3D movies. So if you look at, especially in like horror movies, they'd like to do these like cheap thrills kind yeah, yeah. of thing. So like there was, I forget, I think Friday the 13th 3 and Jaws 3 and like all these ridiculous movies with their stupid yeah. 3D effects. And now when you get it on like DVD or TV, of course, there's no 3D effect. It was like the worst, <laughs> even worse than the one, the 3D uh, uh, kind of phase that happened five years ago. It's just super yeah. cheesy. It'll be like yeah. that, right? Like early VR. 
Yeah, no, I, I remember it must have been like 97 or something. Uh, there was like a, a, a week where for some reason whatever TV station it was decided they were going to show all their shows in 3D. So you could get, <laughs> the, you could get the, those blue and red blue and magenta glasses awesome. cyan magenta awesome. whatever whatever colors they are so I, I remember you there was like an episode of home improvement oh god less <laughs> awesome also. And they're just like swinging like two by fours at the screen and ladders <laughs> and just cheesy and it's bullshit just, right? <laughs> yeah it's just like oh uh, <laughs> god brutal do you ever play a uh, rad racer uh I believe I have, but I don't remember it enough to have any sort of connection. <laughs> Fair enough. Really early uh, NES game. A lot of fun. Um, you press select and it went into 3D mode, and it was exactly that, the red and blue yeah. shit. Nice. Um, it was fun at the time. It was like, oh, man, wicked. Um, it worked for, for you know, pro- that technology has its limits. but Yeah. You know, the best usage I ever saw of that technology was the hint books for the Sierra Quest for Glory games. Shit, you beat me to it, man. You beat me to it. Uh, I was going to say the best use I ever saw of that. As soon as you said the best use, in, in my mind immediately popped, uh, I had this uh, Nintendo sticker book. Yeah. And they did both. There was like, there was pages where there's stuff in 3D, but then you'd flip it. And there's one of those like, like, um, shut your right eye and you'll read the read the hint and sh- open like, yeah shut your left eye and you'll see what the where this puzzle where the secrets are it's like stuff like yeah that. yeah it was awesome yeah that was that was basically what it was the, the book was all text but it was all like you know blue text and then red garbage all over top of it and it was <laughs> yeah, like yeah. you wear those glasses and suddenly you can read it no problem <laughs> Man, here, hold on. Uh, get, uh, keep talking. <laughs> I'm gonna. If you hear annoying typing, I have to find that Nintendo sticker book. That was so <laughs> so awesome. Nintendo sticker book 3D. I don't know if that'll. F- mm, that's looking. Yeah, well, I don't know. I'll find it later. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I. I don't know. I mean, I. I've worked on stereo films as well. Like I. Uh, and and yet the the, my favorite reason for 3d films right now it to even exist is just so that it makes it easier for me to get into a 2d film without having to wait in line nice <laughs> nice i just saw I guardians of the galaxy 2 last week uh and and because i went to see with some friends they they convinced me to see it in imax in 3d and I, man i hate that experience i hate going to IMAX films and wearing glasses on top of my glasses and shit's just like, (laughs) you know, you have to keep your head 100% upright because if you tilt it to the side at all, everything just goes haywire and the, I don't know. I don't know that, have you ever seen, met anyone who's enthusiastic about that? I've met a couple people and and I think they're crazy personally. Yeah, I've never heard of anyone like super excited for 3D movies. Uh, everyone I know shuts the 3D off and the 3DS. I yeah. think I turned it on a little bit for Cave Story because it was. I was like, okay, it just has like two planes. <laughs> yeah. It's like about as much as I can tolerate. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's not for me, definitely. Yeah. Which coming back to the VR topic, I don't know. <laughs> the whole like headset thing really always turned me off. Even like, uh, is it Vive? Yeah. I forget. Maybe it was. I don't think it's Oculus. I think it's Vive. I just found it to be the most 
uncomfortable headset of all of them. I don't know yeah. what your experience is. It's just like it's like designed to kind of like if you put a helmet on, it's a helmet. It surrounds your whole head and just sits there. Like I can look yeah. at the ground and it's still on my head. Like I found um Vive is like I don't know why they designed it that way, but like the back of the kind of helmet like ends at the top of your head kind of. Yeah. And it slides off so easy for me. And I, like if I look at my feet, it's going to fall on the floor. It's yeah. more like a, a mask or something, but with no, like you don't have the, the string around your ears or whatever. I, I don't know. It's just weird for me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, uh, I, I don't know. I know. <laughs> Hopefully it, it doesn't end up just being a big frustrating waste of money for me to get this computer. <laughs> well, hey, powerful computer. You can, uh, I don't know, play games on it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that 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 was part of the the reason for it too is just uh, with the with the video card I've got in there now, you know, at least I can be doing 3D and doing screen captures at the same time and stuff. So or mm. uh, eventually making like Unreal t- tutorials or something and screen capturing at the same time. So yeah, uh, got it. Ho- hopefully, got I get it, my use out of it. But uh, well, I don't know. What what are you upgrading from? Uh, I had a laptop. Um, which which was uh, it was an off-brand thing. Uh, the the brand's called Sager. Um, okay. So it's it's a kind of a smaller company. So they they uh, I don't know. I guess price stuff better because they're not Apple. Um, <laughs> so uh, if I'd bought an equivalent machine from Apple, it would have cost me a lot more. But uh, I think it had just sixteen gigs of RAM and it was quad core and. Uh, it had an NVIDIA card, but you know it's mm. it's a laptop, um, so it, yeah. it was good. I I could do uh, visual effects and stuff in it. It's it served me well and and would continue to serve me well. But it's just you literally can't do VR with it. Mm. So. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. Um. I was kind of slightly in the market for a new computer, uh, and just poking around. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Apple stuff costs too much. Mm. <laughs> like a top of the line computer I mean top of the line yeah but it's like $3,000 like yeah. the same computer like just like a Linux box or something like a Linux laptop is like 1200 like yeah. I honestly I'm not anti-Apple like a lot of people are I, you know I like their stuff it's designed well it looks nice some of the features and the ideas they have are cool and so on but I don't know not all of them are cool and uh, I don't know it's just hard to justify that extra like you know thirteen hundred dollar markup or whatever you always see yeah the apple tax the apple tax the apple tax all right well i think that uh we're getting to the end of our podcast here uh we are you know what did we talk about what was the topic today (laughs) we just kind (laughs) of jumped around which is cool it's cool for me you know it was actually supposed to be about homebrew stuff so you know we we discussed most of it uh and the the other stuff can uh, just wait till another time to get casually mentioned. Indeed, um, indeed. So shall we re- I was going to say, shall we finalize on uh, what games we've been playing and so on? I already yeah, that's exactly what I was going to ask. Nice, nice. So, uh, so what are you starting now that you've? Uh, I'm are, are, uh, you, are you going to play through Contra start to finish? <laughs> no. Well, <laughs> you know, it's fun, but like I, I, I can't get past the start of the second level. Um, on multiple <laughs> tries on easy I can like kind of get into it but I never 
you know, if I beat the game on easy, I'd be like, did I really beat this? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to start playing Spirit Tracks. I'm just, I'm, I'm okay. flying through the Zeldas. And by flying through, I mean kind of slowly playing. But in order, I'm, I'm just <laughs> playing through, through two them. a year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, uh, yeah, I guess I'm not really flying at all. Actually, in order, the next one for me to play is uh, Four Swords. But since I, uh, I guess, have no friends, I can't play it. So I'm going to to play it with me. I, you what? Uh, my my buddy who's got uh, who I, I said I was going over there and we we beat mm. Mario three. Uh, he's actually got a Wii U, so we he actually picked up the the latest Zelda and we gave that a shot. Uh what is it? The Triforce Heroes or whatever? No, no. Um, Breath oh, of the like Wild. The latest. Oh, okay, yeah. What do you think? Uh, it it seems cool. I I only put a f- like less than half an hour into it, so mm. I can't really fairly comment. But yeah, I mean it it. It seems to be what all the kiddies are looking for these days, <laughs> a nice open-world experience that can last you for a long period of time. Yeah. Did I tell you I knew uh, someone at Nintendo and they can just get me a Switch whenever I want? Uh, yeah, I think you've bragged about that a few times. Uh, it sounds like bragging, but I, <laughs> honestly, I'm, I was thinking about it lately, and I'm thinking, like, you know, I'd probably get it, and then i get the one Zelda game, and I'm, like, so busy lately with work and whatever and all these projects, yeah. and like blah, blah, blah. So I'd probably get it and be excited about it and play it for an hour the first night and then, like like 20 minutes a week for for like three months like I, i'm just thinking you know it's cool but i might as well just kind of chill out a bit so yeah, just, i don't just, know if i'll actually pick it up just wait till they release their new model next year yeah exactly <laughs> better battery life and stuff pretty much pretty much yeah so i don't know what's next on your list uh i so i finished sweet it in two uh mm. and i am still working my way slowly through persona 4 uh, so I'm about 45 hours into that right now, which is apparently a little bit more than halfway through the game. Damn long game. So days, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, it's I think your slowly and my slowly are, are very different things. I, I don't well, know. I've kind of, I've timed out a little bit on, on, like, you know, if I if I just had like a, a Saturday to myself, of course I'd like play Zelda for a few hours and it'd be awesome. But like, I where I'm cramming, like it's like oh, I'm in the shuttle now. This is my chance to play games. Like I'm just. It gets less fun when it's like I'm desperately trying to shove game time in every crevice of my schedule. So yeah. I'm just kind of chilling out for a little bit. So I don't, I don't know how fast I'll go with Spirit Tracks, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, I'm not sure. So, I mean, I... I Oh, when was I doing it? Currently playing. So I, I think... Four. Oh, I've moved it back and forth on my to-do list a few times here. But I I I believe I originally started playing that around March seventeenth. And you put forty five hours in. I mean, I probably put forty five. Well, you know, for the first few, the first couple months this year, I was doing an average of like an hour and a half a day. Which, yeah. thinking about it now, was yeah. I certainly haven't been doing that lately. So, yeah. So it's Impressive. been. I don't know. It, I guess it's been two months, so that's been about sixty days. So forty-five hours over sixty days is, you know, it's it's chipping away at it slowly, but it's not excessive. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's fair. How much? How how many hours a night do you sleep? Do I sleep? Yeah. Uh I I try for eight. Jeez, man, I have no idea how you fit that time in. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, uh, I got a Fitbit lately, um, so I left. As you know, I switched companies. At my old company, yeah. they had a um, uh, uh, what, what am I? What's the word I'm looking for? Like 
exercise equipment benefit where you, they'll buy you x amount of athletic equipment every year or whatever yeah. i had no idea and it, you know i could just let it go to waste but I thought, oh, whatever so i got a fitbit and uh it measures your sleep yeah i have the worst sleep ever i'm like i haven't <laughs> cleared six hours yet literally <laughs> well. it's like yeah it's like five and a half five forty five lots of nice. fives nice yeah not really uh well I am going to continue to pick away at that and uh I've I think now that now that I've uh, finished reading my ebook I'm going to go back to playing a game on transit so I I think I'm going to start playing uh, Final Fantasy Tactics tomorrow like the original Yeah, War of the Lions. Cool. So so cool. the PSP remake. Yeah. All right. Well, uh I'll keep you posted on my uh Zelda slash uh, Contra Adventures. Um, nice. We'll see how it goes. All right. All right, man. Cheers. Yeah, good uh, talking. Catch you later. Yeah, take care.